0: Hello and welcome to AUSU Open Mic. AUSU Open Mic is the podcast supported by Athabasca University undergraduate students, and it's coming to you from the students that are coast to coast to coast and all around the world. My name is Duncan Witasik. I am the Governance and Advocacy Coordinator at Athabasca University Students Union. I'm joined by my new president, Naju Sayed. She was recently just elected and took office on April 20th, as well as my friend Alexandra Ages, who's the CAUSE Executive Director. Um, CAUSE is the Council of Alberta University Students. It represents Athabasca University Students to the government of Alberta. Welcome to both of you. Hello. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course, anytime. Uh, we're here to chat today about the coming Alberta election. Uh, Even though uh, the majority even of Athabasca University students aren't Albertan, it is still pretty darn important, the Alberta election, because Athabasca University is in Alberta. And so are about 30% of our students. But just to start, um, when is the election?
1: This year's election is scheduled for May 29th, although there is also an advanced voting period that's going to be starting on May 23rd.
0: What's an advanced poll? So an advanced
1: polling period is basically giving people the ability prior to election day, if for whatever reason they're not able to make it to the polls on May 29th, to actually go ahead and cast their vote ahead of time. Um, And there are slightly different days and hours of operation for different locations, but it is running from Tuesday, May 23rd, through till Saturday, May 27th, typically between 9 a.m. and 8 p.m.
0: Oh, that's cool. Naju, who's going to win the election? The person who gets the most votes will be the election. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like, I, I know we're in a, like a parliamentary democracy, so I, I don't get to vote for Danielle Smith or Rachel Notley, right? Like, yeah, I live in their writings. I have to vote in Edmonton Millwoods. <laughs> how does that work? How, how is it determined who's premier after that?
2: Yeah. So basically the premier is determined by whichever party gets the most representatives gotcha. into the legislature.
0: And right now that's the United Conservative Party led by Danielle Smith, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, Alex, why is the Alberta government so important to Athabasca University students? Even those who don't live here. If I'm a student in Ontario, why should I even care that this election's happening?
1: If you're a student at Athabasca, the government here in Alberta is still gonna have a significant impact on your life, ranging from I would say, first and foremost, a lot of consideration around how much is your tuition going to cost? What are those fees looking like? But also around just a lot of the fundamental structures around your university, too. So who is on the Board of Governors and who is going to be actually making these really fundamental decisions that relate to how the university is structured, how it's governed? All of that is really done in part through collaboration with the government. And this isn't to say that the government is going to explicitly tell people what and what not to do, but it does mean that the government does have the ability to appoint certain people to the Board of Governors and to make broader decisions that impact post-secondary here in Alberta.
0: Now, Zhu, I think you can even speak a bit more about that, where the government exerted influence on our university over the course of the year. I know it made the news. Um, what did the provincial government do to Athabasca University in this past year as they were trying to figure out, you know... Was Athabasca University going to continue to have a campus? Was it going to go basically virtual?
2: Yeah, so that's a really great question. So I don't think a lot of people realize how much oversight the provincial government especially has. A big thing that recently happened with our great esteemed university is that the provincial government really put pressures on the Board of Governors, um, as well as some of the higher upset AU, too. They put a lot of pressure on the executive team at AU to kind of, see, here it is again, forced to kind of force uh, the top-ranking execs and admin at AU to move to Athabasca, the city, because of strong lobbying. So I think that's like a huge thing that people don't realize how much influence the government really has within our education.
0: And how did they they exert that influence? Like, did they do anything like replace board members?
2: That's a great, great question. Yeah, so they basically overhauled all of the public members and replaced them with people they deemed a better fit for kind of the agenda they were trying to accomplish.
0: Gotcha. What are the different, Alex, I'll start with you. What do the different parties think about university education? Have they made any promises yet? So not all
1: parties have formally released their platforms yet. But with that in mind, we do have a pretty good guide as to what different parties are thinking when it comes to post-secondary. When it comes to the UCP, we've really seen this past year, especially a lot of different announcements around, you know, the 2% tuition cap that's going to be rolled out. Um, some slightly different structuring when it comes to interest rates, elements like that. But we've also seen a, unfortunately, really well-established precedent of universities getting their funding cut. Mm. So we are kind of aware that while there might be some increases in you know, specific funding for, say, you know, targeted career programming or the like, there might also be just a broader shift that doesn't necessarily prioritize post-secondary with the UCP. With the Mm -hmm. NDP, we've seen in the past a tuition freeze that was implemented, as well as a broad reaching range of of promises around post-secondary affordability, what they're going to be doing to support students, different elements like that. At the same time, though, this isn't to say that the NDP is the ideal party. It's rather to say these are the promises that they've made. We don't actually know how thorough these policies are, what the consultation has really looked like and what that's going to mean. We have also seen the smaller parties, so the Alberta party and the Green party both making some much more ambitious promises around what university affordability will look like. So I think the Green Party of Alberta has actually pledged that it's gonna be incredibly affordable. I think eventually they wanna implement universal basic income, which will support students. Um, The Alberta parties made promises about a 50% cap, 50% reduction for tuition. But again, these are very small parties. These are parties that can really afford to make these grand promises. And that doesn't necessarily translate as much as we'd love it to into cohesive
0: policies gotcha naju i mean alex kind of talked about it a bit the student students union nor cause neither of you guys endorse parties correct why is that nonpartisanship important
2: i think nonpartisanship is really important because at the end of the day you shouldn't really commit yourself to one party or another because you never know who's going to be in the government so it's just not really appropriate <laughs> to pick a party and go full steam ahead because you can get any of your ass by any government and it's not really a party to party thing. It's very <laughs> non mm-hmm.
0: What about you, Alex? Why do you think non-partisanship for cause is important?
2: I think that as Naju said,
1: we don't know who's going to be in government. We want to ensure that we can have cohesive relationships with whatever policymakers and from whatever party are out there making those choices. But I think it's also that No matter what political background someone is coming for, it is so unlikely that someone is actually going to be able to fully guarantee that they are going to meet every single possible demand that students have. We are always in a constant state of communication and collaboration with whatever party is in power, Uh, just because the practicalities of post-secondary are that it is an ever-evolving uh, situation in an ever-evolving state of infrastructure that really does need to constantly be adapted. Um, so I think with any political party, we are going to have that communication and ideally hoping that we can negotiate and find something that works best for everyone. Um, and then I think lastly, it's that we do want to ensure that we recognize that governments change and that we want to have these working relationships with whoever is in power in the long term and not just in the short term as well.
0: One of the things we hear from students, and now I'm talking more about student elections because they, they get to be more vocal about that. And I I help run them, so it, it works well. Students complain, not that they don't know about an election. And I think in Alberta, you just have to take a step outside and see all the election signs everywhere or watch an ad on TV. But they complain about not knowing enough about the candidates or not knowing enough about the parties. Uh Outside of looking at your neighbor's sign, which doesn't really give you a lot of information, how how could students find out more from about each party and what their election platforms are?
1: So CAUSE is going to be working with the organization, another nonpartisan group called Apathy is Boring, to release just a quick platform guide showcasing how every party is engaging with post-secondary issues Beyond that, however, you can also go through and just look at every different party website and see what are the main elements that they're highlighting? What are the central components of their message? You don't need to read a 50 page policy document to go on the front page and say that, okay, this party is really championing affordability, whereas this party is really looking at, you know, um, democracy and issues around government relations. Uh, Another Mm -hmm. cool tool is that CBC does have a quick little voter compass guide so you can take a quiz and it will put you on a quadrant showing what party your values most align with. Mm -hmm. And then you can also really go out of your way to communicate with your local candidates. Because while it's important to know the party values, it's also important to recognize that you're not really voting for one party, you're actually voting for one MLA who's going to represent your riding. So it's really valuable to figure out who is this individual? What is their background? How are they going to work to effectively represent my voice within the Alberta legislature?
0: Naju how do you find out how you're going to vote? Like, how where do you get your political information before you cast your ballot?
2: Yeah. So one of the things I love to tell people to do, I think Alex also spoke about this, is going on the various political parties' websites and just reading what they're about, but also following that up with kind of you don't need to do this and go super in depth with this but I like political science so I like to do this but you kind of look (laughs) at the history of some of the candidates within your writing who are running and especially those who are running for re-election and looking at you know what has their record been actually Mm -hmm. at the legislature what how have they actually been voting and has that really aligned with what you know you're seeing on the website and what the party is promising because I think that's like super telling at the end of the day as well as within your own personal writing kind of looking at how your candidate acts (laughs) on like a typical day-to-day basis and things like that because like Alex said at the end of the day that's your representative that's who's kind of going up to bat for your writing not necessarily who the premier is or some other candidates elsewhere it's that specific individual for your writing
0: mm-hmm. shifting gears a little bit um alex share with us a little bit what causes doing this election i know you guys have been working really hard for months now well in advance of the writ being dropped uh nerdy term by the way audience rip drop just means election starting i don't think we drop a piece of paper anymore what are you guys doing about the election how are you getting students uh engaged in the voting process
1: we are so excited to be right in the middle of our get out the vote campaign. So what this looks like is that students have the ability to pledge to vote, meaning that they are making a promise that they are going to go to the polls, whether that's an advanced poll or going on the day of and casting their ballot for whoever they think is going to best represent them. Uh, and students are able to pledge to vote on the cause website, but they can also access the forum via our Instagram and other social media. Um, and the really exciting thing about this campaign is that once they pledge to vote, they are able to get text messages and emails sharing just crucial information about how they can actually cast their ballot. So, what days can they go to what polls? Uh, what sort of information are they going to need to bring? All of the real basics there that are going to help on the logistics side of things. Again, causes nonpartisan. So, our focus isn't on getting people to vote a certain way. It's just on really ensuring that people actually have the tools that they need to feel that they are ready to go to the polls and that they are good to do all the logistic details.
0: Mm-hmm. Now that
1: it has dropped, and we do have that kind of technical term in place, although no actual drop paper, as you said, we are also shifting gears a little bit more to just raw information sharing. So, again, that's going to look like highlighting what all the different platforms are. And then again, really focusing on highlighting what are the information that what is the information that people need to know before they actually go to the polls and how do they make sure that they are fully prepared to vote?
0: Najou, how are we at AUSU implementing this campaign? I know things are always different. When we work with our colleagues at, at more traditional brick and mortar institutions, we got to kind of convert the campaign to work for our students. So what are we doing?
2: That's great. So we alongside Cause are running our kind of our own get out the vote campaign. So exciting. and we're going to be having a contest with tons of prizes. <laughs> um, I will I don't want to get the numbers wrong. So Duncan, if you can remember the exact sure. numbers. But sure. like
0: um, so we're we're then. offering a grouping of Amazon gift cards. Uh, one of them is the grand prize of four hundred dollars along with uh, littler amounts for other people um, to to enter to win. All you have to do is pledge to vote. And one day, Alex will send me, you know, the, re- the list of uh, the people who signed up from Athabasca University, and we'll use some sort of random number generator to figure out who won who out of the people who did pledge. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's so exciting. Yeah.
0: What else are we doing? We're, we're obviously doing our best to inform students through social media.
2: Yeah, we've been running a pretty good uh, campaign on, on social media, making a lot of posts informing students where to vote, how to vote, to find some of the party's platforms online and how to access those.
0: Alex, how do I find out where I vote? Like, is it different if I vote on election day or I vote in the advance poll? How do I find out all of that kind of info?
1: Yeah, the best place to look for that is the Elections Alberta website. Again, you can also start at the Cause Instagram page and that will direct you to the different pages that showcase all of that practical information that you need to know. Uh, And then one other thing that is really good for students, especially to know, is that you have the option to vote in two different places. So if you are, say, a student who is originally from Medicine Hat, um, but maybe you live in Edmonton because you're attending McEwen, or, you know, you moved up to Athabasca for a little bit because you have a course that requires you to be there in person, you can vote in Athabasca or in Edmonton, but cast your ballot for a candidate in your home of Medicine Hat but you also do have the option to vote for someone who is there in the riding that you're residing in. At the end of the day, though, you can't cast two ballots. You do need to oh. pick and choose which one you're going to do. I know it's tragic. We hate not being voting <laughs> fraud. Um, but yeah, it's a really exciting opportunity for students to kind of choose where they want their voice to be heard.
0: You know, in the United States, I mean, they've gotten a lot of press over their elections in the last four years. One of the things that is constantly noted, though, is that Um, you have to be registered to vote. Do you have to be registered to vote in Alberta? You are
1: ideally registered to vote before you head to the polls. And what that means is that you've gone on the Elections Alberta website, you've checked that you're registered. If you aren't registered, it is pretty quick and easy to do so. Um, And then that way, it's a really fast and simple process when you go to the polls. However, you don't need to be registered. And what this means is that if you're someone who, for whatever reason, maybe you're a really busy student, you just had exams and then all sorts of other stuff going on, you can go to the polls, make sure that you've got your ID and a documentation of your address, and you will be able to register to vote there. Um, And you can also get someone who is able to attest that you are the eligible voter. That process can be a little bit trickier. But Mm. at the end of the day, what it really means is that voting here is really accessible. It's not one of those processes where if you haven't followed the exact specific steps of the bureaucracy well in advance, you're going to be excluded from the democratic system. Instead, it is very open and accessible to a wide range of different people, as long as you are, you know, a Canadian citizen and therefore someone who is going to be able to vote in the first place. Mm
0: -hmm. So you both mentioned get out the vote. There's this um, voter mobilization strategy. It's a technical term uh, of getting people to, to pledge to vote and then reminding them uh, closer to the election date to do that. Where where can our students pledge to vote? Like where, where, if I'm sitting at my computer, where do I go?
1: You can go on the CAUSE website. If you just Google Council of Alberta University students, it's going to come up. Or again, you can also just check out the Instagram pages of either AUSU or CAUSE. Uh, again, just C A U S. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is going to provide you with the information to pledge to vote and make sure that you're updated with all the info that you need in order to have your voice heard.
0: Najou, have you always voted in every election you were eligible to?
1: Great question.
2: Putting me on the spot like that.
0: <laughs> oh, no worries. No worries at all.
2: Um, I actually, so when I turned 18 was the last provincial election mm-hmm. and I was unable to vote. Oh. purely out of laziness because I was living in Lethbridge at the time <laughs> and I did not do the advanced polls. But I think that's another important thing to touch upon. Even if you don't do the advanced polls and you are living somewhere else, than you're usual typical place of residence that might be on your IT or even for unhoused folks, you can still vote by going to your local elections office as well as any shelters and they have appropriate um, forms over there for you to fill out and you still get a vote.
0: Hmm. What about you, Alex? Have you always voted?
1: Well, this is actually my first Alberta election that I'm voting in. Um, yes. So I'm a new resident here and I'm really excited to be here in time to vote here for the provincial election. Uh, But before that, yes, I have voted in every election that I've been eligible in, even municipal by elections and elements like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Huge nerd for being part of the democratic process, and I am out there taking selfies at the little designated (laughs) selfie stand (laughs) past road and proudly wearing that sticker. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited to be voting this election.
0: What about you, Naju? Are you excited about voting in this upcoming election?
2: I just found out we get stickers.
0: You do get stickers.
2: I never uh, knew that. Oh, my God. Have I been robbed out of a sticker? At every yeah, day? you have.
0: Yeah, you have. And uh, I, I mean, if you work really hard too, you can also steal the golf pencil that you get with your ballot, but don't steal kids. It's wrong.
1: I can't guarantee there are stickers here, at least in Victoria. Mm. They were trying to bribe
2: us with stickers, but I have really high hopes for sticker accessibility.
0: Agreed. Stickers are fun.
2: Vickers for everyone. That's the real platform here. Um, I'm super excited to vote. Last election, I was not a political science student. So I was kind of like, eh, whatever. We'll see how it goes. But this year I am. So I really love politics, especially like Alex said. I love voting in every election I can, just because I like that sense of superiority where I'm like, haha, ha, well, I voted. <laughs>
0: I think there's a lot of students, though, and general population who, who do kind of do that, shrug their shoulders and like, eh, what, yeah. why bother? Or what's the point? Or I don't think my vote even counts. Mm-hmm. How, how do we counteract that as a community?
2: That's a really good question. I think the biggest way to counteract that is just education around what you're voting for, especially when it comes to some of the smaller elections, like the provincial, the municipal elections. A lot of people don't realize how important those elections are. And how much they actually determine that you see on a day-to-day basis, like this whole time we've been talking about education, and that's a huge one. And a lot of people don't realize that our education is determined at a provincial level. The tuition, how high your tuition is going to be is determined provincially, not necessarily federally, but a lot of people assume those things. So they only really care when it comes time to some of the bigger elections.
0: Mm -hmm. Great. Do you have any thoughts on voter apathy, Alex?
2: Yeah, first and foremost, I I really do understand where people are
1: coming from when they feel a little bit more apathetic about the democratic process. I think the last few years, especially when we've seen this just increased polarization and a lot of really negative rhetorics, and also just, I would say, quite frankly, a lot of politicians across the board from all sort of partisan stripes being quite ineffective at their jobs, Mm. that it's understandable that people feel that, you know, maybe they don't want to take half the day off work to go stand in line and cast their ballot. Maybe that's a bit too much work. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I do get where people are coming from. But at the same point in time, I think that when you are apathetic about these systems as a whole, it really guarantees that the systems are not going to change that the problems that we see taking root right now are going to just worsen over time because you have a huge demographic that doesn't really feel the need to make their voice heard. The other thing too is that in Alberta, particularly for these provincial elections, you'll see instances where a vote between two fundamentally different candidates comes down to a few hundred votes, sometimes even less than a hundred. So there really is a lot of individual power that people hold. It's not like in the United States where it comes down to a few million people for one presidential candidate versus millions for another. It can come down to just a hundred people, you know, one street full of neighbors voting one way or the other can totally shift who's gonna be in in power for the next four years. So there is a lot of, I just think incredible power that is given to the people to have their voices heard here. And it's so important to take that opportunity and to ensure that you are having someone representing you in office that you feel is as aligned as possible with your values.
0: Do you guys have anything else you want to add before we head out? Just a quick reminder to pledge
1: to vote and ensure that you are ready to go for either May 29th or for those advanced polls. And we're excited to ensure that students are having their voices heard in this election.
0: Excellent. Thank you, both of you, for joining us. Uh, This has been very helpful and very interesting and, of course, incredibly timely as the election is coming up on May 29th. Thank you to both of you and everyone else. Have a great one. Thanks so much, Duncan, and pleasure speaking with you, Naju. Oh,
2: my God. Thank you so much for coming, Alex. And thank you, Dr. for to us.